25th Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What is up, everyone, and welcome into this edition of Subjectively Speaking on the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And Laura... Happy, happy new year to you. It's 2023. 2022 is behind us. It's dead and gone. And we are on to the new year. How are you during this this glorious time of year where we celebrate all the, all the newness and we all say that we're going to change everything about ourselves and then we do none of the sort and then we hate ourselves around March and then by the time the next year rolls around, we'll do the same thing again because what's the definition of insanity? Uh, repeating the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, we are not going to uh, do that. Yeah, we are. We're going to do that (laughs) on this little episode. But Laura, how are you doing today on this new year? I am doing good. I, yeah, I haven't quite settled into the fact that it's 2023. Yeah. Does that feel weird for you still? It does. Mainly because 2022 was the longest fucking year of my entire life. Hey, Laura just got the first one. I meant in 10 seconds. It might be a record. Yeah. And the, and the first one in 2023. So, yeah. You, there yeah, we I think, go. I think you wanted that. I think you were like, I holding did. yeah. I did really go. feel that, that I owed that to myself That's to fair. be the first one. But That's fair. No, I'm good. I am starting a new job tomorrow. So, well, when you hear this Tuesday, I am starting a new job. So, I'm very excited about that, and yeah, I bet. yeah, I've just been excited because you have been home. Have been home for like a week and a half. I have been home, yeah. And so we've got to hang out. That is true. I'm tired. I want my own bed back. Yeah, I mean, you when you're here, you're kind of all over the place. I don't go back to Grand Rapids until the eighth, and so it'll be from like December twenty first through January 8th that I'm like not sleeping in my own bed and I have to move at the end of the month. So uh, that's not great news uh, for me, but I'll manage to get through it. Also, since you got the first fuck of the season, Cam Atkinson, Elvis Merzlikens. Oh, why? <laughs> you took it from me. I'm taking it from you. But, uh, <laughs> well, welcome in folks. We've got a fun episode planned for you. We're going to talk Blue Jackets hockey. We're going to talk about we have a fun little game that I don't know how it's going to go. <laughs> it actually could get contentious and we might fight um, because Laura doesn't love when we disagree on the show. And this whole segment is meant for us to disagree on purpose. So that'll be fun. And uh, it's like hockey debate club. It is kind of like hockey debate club. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit deeper here uh, about halfway through the episode. But uh, really, we're just going to take some time again, talk about what the Jackets have done on the ice the last few games. It's been three games since we last recorded, which feels like it should be longer, but like the or more games, I should say, given the fact that this is our first episode since the 20th of December. But but yeah, it's um, three hockey games that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit about what our personal like goals are for ourselves in 2023. I challenged Laura. I said it can't be podcast related, so so it'll be good. And then we'll get into that game here in a little bit. But Laura, let's just start there. Like 2023, it's a year of newness. And I know, like you said, starting a new job, there's just so much like anticipation for what the new year brings. And I know for both of us. And so for you, like when you think about 2023, what is the thing that you're most excited about? What is the thing that, uh, you know, you're you're most committed to to trying to do for yourself to to just like better the year for you um 
better uh, creating a better year than 2022 was? That's such a loaded question because you know how terrible 2022 yeah 2022 was. wasn't your best year. So um, this is <laughs> man, uh, I just I need to be better for myself. I think that's the this period. Yeah, just overall, all the things I need to be better for myself so that I can be better in the long run for the people in my life. Yeah, I feel that. I I feel a lot of similar things. Laura and I talk about this every now and again, but here's basically like, so for, for those of you all who like have listened to the show for a while, you know that outside of subjectively speaking, I'm on another podcast. I do some writing. I do all this other kind of stuff. And so for me, my New Year's resolution is just to like figure out what that means for myself. Like, to, like not just like with, with the podcasting stuff, but then also outside of my work, like part of the reason I'm not going to be home until the eighth is because I'm facilitating for a fraternities leadership summit and which is great. And I'm excited. And I love doing that work, but trying to figure out like, okay, like what, what do I have capacity to do? Cause my job has changed a lot over the last year. And as of right now, I record podcasts three out of five nights. So, um, on the weekdays. So, uh, I'm tired normally, so we're going to work on that for myself, and we're going to um, just, like, try to be better to myself. I, like, think that I'm cutting people out of my life. Not, like, um, I'm quiet quitting on people. Oh, I'm not one of those people, am I? Yeah, no, we're done. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was loud quitting. That was just loud quitting <laughs> just now. But, but yeah, so that's kind of my plan for 2023 is just to, like, prioritize the people and the things that matter the most to me and then to just move past the things that don't all that much. And so part of that is starting with I've been in this, like, Marie Kondo mode where, like, is that her name? Yes. Okay. Um, where I just, like, want to go back to my apartment and just, like, throw everything away. And uh, for those of you who have, like, any kind of trauma, you know that, like, hoarding is kind of, like, a thing that we do because it's, like, I assign sentimental value to things that don't matter. And so I just need to start throwing that stuff away um, because I don't want to move it. <laughs> like, my, like, motivation to throw shit away is that I don't want to be the one that has to move it when I move at the end of the month. So we'll see if I actually get that done. I'm sure there will be updates about my move on the podcast. Yeah. Mostly because I'm mostly excited to like have like a new podcast space. That's true. He will have a very new podcast space. So it should be good. But um, yeah. No, and I think my other thing as you were talking was I think I'm going to like try and make it so that I have something exciting to like look forward to more often than normal. Like yeah. I feel like sometimes I only plan for like a couple of things in the year. And I want to make sure that there's more things because it'll be doing good things for me, but then mm -hmm. also having motivation to continue with other, like the mundane yeah. to get to those. Agreed. Agreed. I know. I think I need to find something in my life that's not hockey and not my job. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, does that make sense? Because I feel like my life is literally just hockey and my job right now. Yeah. And so I think I need to find a hobby because this is kind of turned into a job. So now it's like, what's the other thing that I need that's a hobby? I kind of feel similarly. Because, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, not that <laughs> this is work. I love doing it. But like. <laughs> no, I should tell them because we had to have a, not a forced, but a planned friendship day. Yes, we day. did. Yeah. Where we were like, we're not going to talk about the podcast. We're not going to do any of this kind of stuff. We're literally just going to like hang out. And it was great. It, it was, was so great. much fun. And uh, it reminded me that we are friends. We are. 
Believe it or not, <laughs> we are friends. Because um, I, yeah, every time we see each other, it's for something hockey related. Or I'm like pulling him away from something else to do podcast business stuff. So yeah, we had a, again, the word forced is not correct, but like planned. It's not not correct. But we forced, that is true. We forced I, ourselves more I so did than say, it was like you forcing me. Yes, but I did say when you were talking to me about what you had planned for your, when you were home, I was like, I need you to set aside a day. And I did. I sent her a whole message that had like 10 days of like when I was home and I was like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. Is this our possible friendship day? This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. And so it worked out. So I, you prioritized it, which was nice. I did. I did. Um, because I actually went, see, and that's the crazy part. I've been home for two weeks and I only could do that for one day. So. Yeah, uh, he's a popular person. He also got snowed. We also got snowed. Oh in for God, yeah, we three or four we haven't days. recorded since then. That was dreadful. That was really bad. But that was also like the best thing that could have happened to me. Yeah, true. I loved not doing anything. I'm I'm sorry if anybody's holiday plans were like really like befuddled or ruined because um, because they weren't able to to go where they needed to because of the roads. But for me personally, very nice. Very nice. But, Laura, let's talk about hockey. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I know. I know. So, the Jackets have been a hot mess express for a considerable amount of time. Mm -hmm. uh, after we last recorded, it was after a loss to the Philadelphia Flyers, which at that point would have made it a five-game losing streak. Yes. And then uh, they proceeded to um, do it some more. Yep. They proceeded to get their butts kicked. By a team that's technically worse than us. I don't think there's a technically about that. I think they are worse. Like they they're are. just like period or a worse team than the Blue Jackets. So that was really um, not ideal. And it's also not ideal because I guess we haven't talked about this either since it's it happened after we last recorded. But um, our old pal Max Domi. I'm not as worried about that anymore. I know oh, you I'm still have either. some feelings, but I'm not either because I think that he like is just he just is an attention whore. Like. He knew that what he said, which if you're unfamiliar, Max Domi uh, put some shade out on Columbus because his family doesn't love him enough to visit him regardless of where he is. Um, which might say more about you, buddy, than it does about Yeah, exactly. But no, I think he's just an attention whore. And like he knew that if he said something about Columbus in a negative light that it would get him in the media. And it did. So it did exactly that. Um did we properly uh, stand against that and like kick their butts when we played them on the 23rd, 22nd? 23rd. No, no, we did not. No, and it was we let them kick our butts royally. And that was like an embarrassing game. Like, that's one of the games where it's not like, so, like, take for instance, this is kind of skipping ahead, like the loss against the Islanders. It's a 2-1 loss. It's not exactly, you know, it, you're not exactly getting curb stomped. You're not being entirely outplayed. But you still lose the game. Like, that's not as bad as, like, what happened against Chicago on the 23rd. Like, what happened in Chicago against – or against Chicago on the 23rd was embarrassing. It was, like, just an old-fashioned beat down by a team that really has no business beating down any other team in the NHL. Like, we talk about parity and how, like, there there's really just, like, not that much that separates a lot of teams. Chicago is a team that is separated and honestly, so is Columbus right now, but like, yes. but it was bad. It was not good to watch. And 
understandably, a lot of people were really pissed off after that one. They were. And, I mean, two of us, I feel like, probably were, too. Well, it's yeah, just like it's, it is. It's the exact word is embarrassing. Like, when you go down for nothing in the second period and you're suddenly getting flashbacks of the Buffalo game. And I think I even texted you. I was like, it's happening again. It's happening again. We're like, we're going to lose like 12 to nothing to a team that is hot garbage. And yes, we are also hot garbage, but like, no. Um, So yeah, it was a tough time. And also like a tough time to lead into like the little Christmas break that they went on. Because, no, that's just a sad time. Yeah, it was. And, I mean, like, the game being being lost 5-2 is, like, not as embarrassing. But, like, it's the fact that, like, qu- quickly in the second period it was 4 nothing, And it was just like you said. It was just like, there's no way. <laughs> this is happening to us in Chicago. And I'm just glad I wasn't at that game. I told myself, I was like, I really want to go to the Blue Jackets game in Chicago this year. And when it was on the 23rd, I was like, well, that's out of luck. And I'm glad that it was because I would have been miserable. Um, I have been to a Blackhawks game this year, though. You have. You also would have been stuck in Chicago for the holiday. There are worse places to be stuck for a holiday. I wouldn't have hated it. Got to be honest. But then a little bit of a fiasco. Speaking of that storm. So... Jackets, obviously, again, they, you know, have a few days off for Christmas, and then the 27th comes around, and the Buffalo Sabres are supposed to come back to town, the same team that we just talked about destroying the Blue Jackets earlier this year, um, or I guess I should say earlier this season, yeah. and they don't have the opportunity to come because Buffalo, for as bad as Columbus got it, Buffalo got it a lot worse. I mean, airport closed. They had and, five feet of snow. Yeah, not great. And so, of course, they're not able to come down on the 27th, so that game gets postponed. Looking at the schedule, there's just, like, no time for them to play that game. Like, it's just, like, crazy. What was really funny about the cance- or the postponing of the Buffalo game is how mad people were about it. So it's one thing, like, because St. Louis has done this a couple of times where their plane just, for some reason, cannot get them to Columbus. I think only in the preseason. Yeah, it's a preseason thing. But, like, it's one thing if, like, the plane breaks down or something, I can see you being mad, like, blah, 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 blah. This is a physical, like, natural disaster where they could not leave Buffalo. Correct. And people like on social media were just going crazy. Like, why don't they just drive here? There was a no driving enforcement in Buffalo. Like you physically could not be on the roads. And again, five feet of snow. And I know it's a bummer. It's a bummer, especially when it's around a holiday time, because I'm sure people like made plans and like people were in from out of town but like the fury over the fact that like you were simply you were essentially asking them to take dog sleds down here like to like leash up and really just find any way possible to get to Columbus. How fun would that have been? If they showed up on dog sleds? Yeah, it's like the Iditarod or whatever they call that. <laughs> that like race in Alaska that they do. You know how heavy those players are? Those poor dogs. They can do it. Those dogs are 
they'd get to a certain point though where there's like no snow on the ground and everybody would be confused yeah but but yeah so that game hasn't been rescheduled yet and that i mean shout it out actually to- might not be i had a conversation with our friend boomer the other day at the bar and he said it might not be depending on it'll be rescheduled there's no way i shout out little boomer i love you there's no way they won't reschedule it just because they're not going to have two teams play 81 games in the season and have everybody else play 82. Um, it's just also like le- re- revenue loss. If I were the Blue Jackets, I'd be like, fuck you, no, we're playing this game sometime. Like, I like period. Like, I'm not losing that gay income. But, but yeah, so I think it'll happen either probably like at the end of the season. I think they'll tack it on like they did when things got messed up last year with some COVID stuff. But uh, that or they'll just find a time. Sometime, I mean, the the Jackets play, I think, 16 games in January. And so, like, there's not really a way to place that game that you don't, like, create, like, a four games and five nights situation for the Jackets. And Buffalo's in a similar spot. It's just, like, really damn near impossible to get this rescheduled anytime soon. So it'll probably be, like, March, February, March, or April. Like, it's not going to be January. Yeah, no, there's no way it could be January. And, again, it's one of those things where it's, like, if we didn't have the All-Star break, Obviously, it would be easier to yeah. reschedule, but they've got to kind of figure that out. They've got to like, figure that out probably sooner rather than later when the fuck they're going to play that game. But one would think. One would think, but that game doesn't happen. Like I said, game against the Islanders happens. I, I have to tell you, this team plays a lot of boring hockey, and so does the Islanders. So do the Islanders. They're not good at having really like exciting games, and that game was one of them. Like it was just boring. Yeah, it was kind of like watching ping pong. Just a lot of. Well, I mean, the Jackets were like severely outshot. It was 36 to 21. Um, you know what I mean? Like they were down to nothing. And it wasn't until, like, I mean, like realistically, like they were kind of, um, I mean, they should have probably gotten shut out yes. in that game. And Emil Bemstrom deflects <laughs> <the flex laughs> it past um, Ilya Sorokin, which I was pissed. And we'll get to this a little bit later because I have, I have all the time in the world to talk about it. Because Ilya Sorokin was my starting goaltender in that game. I'm like, there's 20 seconds left. You're not allowed to score. It's just like, you can't do it. Like, unless you're going to win the game, you can't score. Um, but they did. And so naturally the Jackets uh, ruined that shutout there for Elias Sorokin, but lose the game. Ultimately, not really much else to say. Uh, pretty, pretty solid game by the Islanders. The Jackets really just stayed competitive. Like they didn't let themselves fall out of it. And I mean, yeah. also on top of that, like 36 shots from the Islanders. So, I mean, like, Jonas Corposalo had a great game, and that's really all you can say about that one. <laughs> it's yeah, not really just, exciting. There wasn't, I mean, it was a quick trip that ultimately led to us leading into the return of the New Year's Eve game. Um, but with, one other thing to mention, too, is that Patrick Lina didn't play against the Islanders because he has COVID. Yes, and he still has COVID. Correct. Um, and... So, which led into, as I was saying, into the return of the New Year's Eve game um, with a seven-game losing streak. Woo! Which, last time they had this many games lost, what happened, Jeremy? Uh, Todd Richards lost his job on his birthday. But, <laughs> but I mean, it, you just now saying that, like, the New Year's Eve game, like, seven straight losses, it reminds me of back in 2016, uh, 2017 would have been the year when – the Jackets were in the midst of their 16-game winning streak. And I want to say it was 13. I think the Jackets had had 13 wins in a row, and the Wild had had like 10 or 11. 
and it was like this whole like idea of like who's, who's gonna game? yeah like who's gonna keep it going and the jackets won the game obviously like as we know they go on they went 16 they and they lose it to washington but but it, it this feels like the opposite. It feels like the opposite where it's like this is team 31 and 32 in the NHL, and we're going to put them in an arena. We're going to make them skate on ice, and we're going to make them play a game, and then we're going to have some after-the-game pyrotechnics. It's going to be great. And so This is against Chicago, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Well, in case you don't know who the 32nd team in the NHL is, uh, it's Chicago. And if you don't know who the 31st team in the NHL is, it's uh, Columbus. And so, so, yeah, I mean, it was just one of those games where I – it just like it was, going into it. It's weird. It was a one o'clock game, mm-hmm. and so we get there. Game is great. Um, obviously, like the Jackets played well, like for all yeah. intents and purposes. I mean, it was it was great to be uh, back in the arena. We hadn't been in the arena since well, together we hadn't been in the arena since Thanksgiving. So um, we got to sit in the Sky Terrace or the Scots Turf Terrace, as it's called. Um, in nationwide and which was fun. I'd never sat up there before. Um, and it may be one of my new favorite spots actually, because it's, it's like roomier than you expect it to be. And also like, I just really love being able to see everything, but, um, so yeah, it was, it was good and they did play well. Uh, it just was kind of like, you could tell also that it was the 32nd, 31st teams playing against each other. Yeah, it was. And so it was kind of like luck of the draw. Like, I I definitely, you know, I don't think either team, like, let up in any manner. Um, but we were just slightly better than Chicago. And Jonas Corposalo, like, really, really played well against them. And so that was a big part of how we won. Um, Especially at the end of the third period, because the Jackets, yeah. so Matthew Olivier took a penalty. Um, with I think, like, two and a half minutes left. And so the Jackets at that point were up four to one um, after scoring four unanswered goals. And so it, and it was, was just two solid minutes of the Blackhawks trying to score a goal. Like, yeah. So it's two and a half minutes of, you know, well, two minutes, I guess of six on four. And then, and then, you know, obviously you get your man back at a six on five, but, but yeah, I mean, it was just like shot after shot after shot. Like they were just absolutely peppering Jonas Corposalo. And I mean, he had to make a couple of good saves. It wasn't just like, it wasn't, they weren't bad chances necessarily. They were, they were good, strong chances by Chicago and Jonas Corposalo. I mean, things are, oh man, things are going to get really interesting with Jonas Corposalo. I don't know what is going to happen in that situation because he's playing really well. Like, and this is exactly what you want if you're the Blue Jackets because if you think you're going to trade him at the deadline, like you want him to be as valuable as possible, but he's just been really good for this team. And I, if you take him out of the equation, I don't know, dude. Elvis has to play again. Yeah, I'm just saying that it could get ugly. It could be a long, long rest of the season after that happens. And so we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But yes, the Jackets get a 4-1 win over the Blackhawks, end the seven-game losing streak, enter 2023 with a fresh slate, which is really nice. Uh, obviously, 2023 is a year that the Jackets hope is better for them than 2022. Uh, off the ice, 2022 is pretty solid for the Jackets, but 2022 on the ice was was just a wee bit tough for for the hometown team. Yeah, no, I think they're definitely going into this with the hope that um, much brighter days are ahead uh, with a few, uh, many few less, that didn't make any sense, 
Way less injuries. Yeah, way less Because uh, I think we're still sitting at nine people on IR or long-term IR, so. It's too damn much. It but is too, too damn much. Sometime in January, we should hopefully expect back uh, Nick Blankenberg and our beloved Captain Boone Jenner. So, but those are the only two that I think are left to, like, actually return i think everybody else that's on um ir is out for the remainder of the season so yeah it's uh it's bad news bears there for sure oh no igor shinikov he's not out for the rest of the season so Woo, i think he's out four weeks right yeah so february probably is when chinny will be back can't wait glad to hear it <laughs> It's so painful. Uh, well, fun little thing, though. The um, the Blue Jackets forward, Johnny Goudreau, you might have heard of him. I have heard you of him. You have heard of him. Uh, he mm. ended up finishing um, one assist shy of the most assists in a calendar year by uh, uh, an American-born NHL player and ended up finishing – he's third on the list for um, most points in a calendar year in general for for us born players he had 119 in 2022 um naturally of course matthew kachuk actually had more than him uh this year uh just you know same same team and he's been playing really well in florida so now i will say that when i told jeremy this fact the other day oh i was, was being grumpy he was a grumpy pants and he goes should have got one more should have gotten one more should have gotten one more that's all i needed was this one but he didn't. So he finished one shot. But <laughs> we'll digress from that. And uh, we'll move on. Laura, there's actually something really exciting. It is really exciting. Yeah. And we have been plastered with it on social media. God, it's actually, yeah, it's been overwhelming to some extent. But sports betting is now live in Ohio. Woo! Can you believe that? So after all of this time of us reading you, ad reads for DraftKings Sportsbook and you being like, Jeremy, that's good and great, but what does that have to do with me? Well, good news, hockey fans. Uh, it has everything to do with you now because you're going to be able to light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers, which should be most of y'all, can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. And if that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into even bigger payouts with same-game parlays. You can combine multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPM. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So we were talking about a little game earlier. Yes. And Laura and I are about to fight. We're about to put the gloves on. We're about to drop the gloves, actually. Mm, Olivier style? Olivier style. And certainly not Eric Branson style, but no. um, <laughs> um, but yeah. So we're gonna play a little game. Uh, so with the new year comes new expectations, new things, and uh, you know we were thinking about let's do a New Year's resolutions. And then our boys over at the CBJ Artillery handled that for us. So go check that out. Go listen to that if you haven't already. So we're gonna switch things up a little bit, and we're going to we have a really really super. Um, extravagant piece of equipment here at the Subjectively Speaking Studios. Yes, because we can afford just the most extravagant forms of equipment. We've got a wheel that has numbers on it. And what's going to happen is 
We're going to spin the wheel. I'm going to have one player. Laura's going to have another. We are going to debate over which player is going to have a better 2023. Now, here's the piece. Uh, if, say, I get Johnny Gaudreau and Laura gets Emil Bemstrom, we both know which player is going to have the better 2023. But that's not the game. The game is to convince the other that their player will have the better 2023. Yeah. But what's also going to be really embarrassing, and I just pulled it up, is because when we were at the game the other day, I said there are too many new numbers. I have to read. Oh, I was back. just going to say the name of them oh, okay. once it came up. So I, the numbers are in here, so you're fine. Um, so, Laura, do you want the first number to be yours or mine? Should we rock, paper, scissors for it? Sure, 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 sure. Okay. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. Ooh, rock, rock, paper, paper scissors, shoot. shoot. Okay, so I'll be the first one, and Laura will be the second. So, spin... And let's see, here we got, I've got Boone Jenner. Oh, okay. I've got Boone Jenner. So I'm that's a little a, jealous. That's a good pick. I don't know if it's going to focus enough for you to be able to see it. But yeah, I've got Boone Jenner. And so, Laura, you've got. I'm so nervous. Gavin Bayreuther. Gosh darn it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, let's oh, get into man. it. Let's get into it. So, Laura, tell me why Gavin Bayreuther is going to have a better oh, 2023. I have to go first? I think, you know what? I have less work to do on this one, so I'll go first. Yeah. Boone Jenner is going to have a better season than Gavin Bayreuther. Your turn. That's not fair. <laughs> so, obviously, it, it is very clear that the Blue Jackets have been suffering without Boone Jenner in the lineup over the course of the last few weeks after having a broken thumb. A few weeks might have been dramatic, but um, last few games without having Boone Jenner. Obviously, the face-off percentage is is abysmal for this team. They're getting outperformed in the dot like crazy. And, um, you know, you can feel this absence. You can feel that without Boone Jenner on the ice, there's a dynamic piece of this game that has been taken out, right? He, being the first-line center one of the most defensively sound forwards we have on this team was able to kind of compensate for a little bit of that. Um, you know, I don't want to call it necessarily like liability that some of our more offensive forwards create just by the way they play the game, but kind of, I mean, you've seen it in Johnny Goudreau the last few games. He's had a couple of bad turnovers that have led to goals and Boone Jenner kind of helped to mitigate that. And um, let me, let me get this right. Um, Kevin Bayreuther has played, 13 games a season. Mm -hmm. So all of that to say, you can tell that Boone Jenner's not on the ice. Gavin Bayreuther took him four starting defensemen getting hurt and one getting scratched for him to crack the lineup. Go ahead. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> this is the unfairness of this. <laughs> situation yeah because in any world where you don't have Boone Jenner and I do it feels unfair it does because no one loves him more than I do but anyway today I love Gavin Bayreuther and here's why Gavin's gonna have a better season this is not believable here's why Gavin's gonna have a better season better rest of the season yeah better 2023 than Boone Jenner and you mean just the first half of 2023 right not not, in, not into next season no it's going to, you can do whatever you need to okay. whatever helps you the most not a whole lot so yep. anyway so yes Gavin may have only played 13 games so far this season and he may have only been given opportunity because we just have the most defensive injuries of any team in existence but 
this gives Gavin a really fantastic opportunity to prove of how valuable potential trade material he is. Okay. So while I have loved having Seattle's finest on our team and in Cleveland on the monsters, um, I think Gavin should really work towards finding or to upping his trade potential so that he can get solid playing time and be, and not have to be just the backup for when someone breaks their whole shoulder. So I think he should use this opportunity and he will, he will use this opportunity to show Yarmo, to show other teams that he is a valuable addition wherever he goes. And that's scene. scene. <laughs> he also just had a new baby. So like he's already having a better year. Boone is childless. I could see Boone. Could 2023 be the year that Boone has a child though? Well, it he could is be. getting married. Yeah. So. It could be. So I don't know if that's a great argument. All right. So that would be how we do this. We're going to do this another two times. But uh, sorry about that first one. That was rough. That hurt my soul. I love you, Gavin Bayreuther, but... <laughs> You are not comparable to Boone Jenner. I know. And that's the hard part about this, too, because, like, you get a goaltender and get a forward. You could like, get I'm going to get match. all the shitty players, and you're going to get all the good ones. Yeah, I will say the first one was a little bit of an easy one for me to, to negotiate. But let's do this again. Same rules apply. I'll, are you going first? Yeah, I'll have the first player. We'll just keep it that way. Keep it easy. So the first spin we've got. I've got Tim Bernie. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Hell fucking yeah. All right. And you've got... Sean Corrales. Oh, I can do curls. All right. This will be good. This will be good. All right. So I can kind of get started here. Let's talk a little bit about what Tim Bernie has been so far this season. So, so Tim Bernie has been a little bit of a surprise. And while I used it as a little bit of a... Of a um, way to win my last argument, uh, what I'll say here is that Tim Bernie has taken real advantage of there being players out of the lineup on the blue line. So he, he's been excellent for the jackets. He's been a real surprise. And I think in a lot of ways, he has really forced the issue in terms of, of his, his spot on the blue jackets, blue line depth chart. He he's looked really good. He's probably been one of the better defensemen that's slotted in. Uh, I think Marcus Bjork has had a good season too, uh, but I, I think Tim Bernie's been the person who's probably been the most exciting just because I don't think you expected it from him. I didn't mm. at least. And so that's been really cool to see. And what I think that means for 2023 for Tim Bernie is that a lot of things have changed. A lot of things in terms of expectations, a lot of things about what could be have changed. And I think that that's exciting. And I think when we measure what is success, and that's the question is who's going to have the most successful 2023. I think that the runway is a lot longer for Tim Bernie to have a successful 2023 than it is for Sean Crowley. Sean Crowley is an established role player, right? He's somebody who, who his role is defined for him. And he's really probably never going to evolve outside of that role, which is not anything that the Blue Jackets want him to do. They like him in the role and they want him to stay in the role. But I think what that means is that the, the ability to achieve and, and to have quote unquote success is a little bit harder for Sean Crowley, a player who, if I had to give a New Year's resolution to, it would be to stay out of the penalty box and start playing more disciplined hockey because in some ways he's been a liability for the Jackets this season here and there with not being able to control some of his anger, some of some of that stuff on the ice. And so hopefully Sean Crowley can get that in check for the Blue Jackets' sake, but for the sake of this argument, hopefully he can't. <laughs> um, but I think Tim Bernie just has a chance to have a really successful 2023 for his professional career, and I'm excited to see what that looks like. 
The Blue Jackets might need him to be, depending on what happens with Vladislav Gavrikov at the deadline and, you know, just like what else is out there for the Jackets in terms of what they do in the offseason at defense. So I think Tim Bernie is going to have a more successful year, uh, more successful 2023 than Sean Crowley. I think it's just he's got he's got way more potential. And it just is all up to him to, to capitalize on that, to have the better year than Sean Crowley. I could not disagree more. Um, I think 2023 is going to be the year of Sean Corrales. Is it? It is. Okay. I think that day by day, he has been taking uh, these lessons that he's learning, especially in this season of how to like manage and maintain his emotions. Because when he does structure his aggression in the right way, he accomplishes a lot of really great stuff out on the ice. It's also a great year for him because I think he has been slowly showing and building his reputation as a leader on the ice Mm -hmm. and in the locker room. And with the potential of Gus Nyquist being traded at the trade deadline, there's going to be an opening for another leader on this leadership team. And I think one of the number one options should be Sean Crowley. Like there is nothing more wholesome than the hometown kid who is so pumped to be playing for his childhood team to then be able to wear a letter and be a leader on and off the ice for the Columbus Blue Jackets. So I think he's going to mature. He's he's entering into his late 20s. So he's already going to be maturing. He sees the role that is opening up for him on this team. He has some great leadership and mentors to look up to and to um, exemplify. I think that's the right word. Um, And I really think he's going to step into the shoes that Gus Nyquist will leave when he almost definitely gets traded at the trade deadline. But um, not only that, I think he's going to really harness. He's um, had a great relationship with uh, Matthew Olivier, and they've really started to form a lot of chemistry on the ice. So I think his focus is going to be making that, we'll call it a third or fourth line, jumble depending on how Lars plays it but like he's really making sure that that line that he leads is the backbone of this team and can really just be the gritty like hard-fought offensive defensive situation that we need it to be so no offense to Tim Bernie and I love his development for him but I definitely think Sean Corral is coming out on top in 2023. Yeah, I, I think that that was a great argument. I think you did well. Um, although I will say this about... Oh, oh, I didn't realize we could do counter. No, I'm not doing a counter necessarily. I think I think you did great. Um, I think the Blue Jackets might have indicated who is going to take the A from Gus already. With Johnny. Yeah, I think like that to me was kind of like a signal. And this is unrelated to our like... No, our no, debate. but we could go back to... Three A's and a captain. No, you can't. In the NHL, you can only have one captain and two alternates on the ice at a time. And the only reason we were able to have another alternate is because there was no captain on the ice. Yeah, you can only have three total. Or you can have three total A's, but no captain. Yeah. Cam, Seth. They they alternated, though. So we'd have to do alternates. You would have to have, like... A home and home, but I don't know if you do that. I don't know if you. I don't know if you could take that away from Johnny Goudreau. I don't know if you could only give him like half of the season with an A. I don't know. More on that later. More on that later. But 
Let's move on to our next argument, shall we? Yes. I've got Matthew Olivier, and you've got Cole Cylinder. Yes! I don't know if you should be saying yes with the season he's had to start, but let's go ahead. Let's get into it. So Matthew Olivier is somebody the Blue Jackets acquired to be a little bit of a, of, of a gritty forward, somebody who's going to, you know, push and challenge his opponents to um, answer for their sins, essentially. And so um, 30 games in the year, he's got two goals. He's got three assists. Um that is only one point less than Cole Cylinder, who is uh, experiencing a pretty significant sophomore slump. He hasn't looked anything like the player he's been in the past. That's not that he's spending a lot of time in these debates dogging on my players. I think that that's how debates work. I think you have to prove your point. I'm not. I think that I'm doing exactly what you do in a debate. Um, mm-hmm. And Laura needs to go back to debate school. So I think that when we look at <laughs> when we look at what Matthew Olivier was brought in to do, He's doing exactly that. It kind of goes to what I was saying about Sean Crowley earlier in that a role has been established for him. A role has been defined, and in a lot of ways, he has met and at times exceeded that expectation. To Laura's point about Sean Crowley, everything was correct, as she said. That identity line of, of Robinson, Crowley, and Olivier has potentially been the most consistent Blue Jackets line this season. It's been messed up with injuries here and there. But overall, I mean, Matthew Olivier has done exactly what we want him to do. And I don't think he's going to stop anytime soon. He He's on a warpath. He's the kind of player who I think the more we lose, the more pissed off he's going to get. And I think in 2023, the Blue Jackets are going to do a, a fair amount of losing. And I think it's going to piss Matthew Olivier off even more. And unlike Sean Crowley, I think at times, I think Matthew Olivier is pretty good at being – disciplined in what he chooses to engage with, what he chooses not to engage with. And I, I think it's because he's played the role of enforcer for longer than Sean Crowley has been asked to do it. And so he kind of knows what to get away with. <laughs> Olivier does. And so I think for him, right, like success in 2023, it looks a lot like doing more of the same. And it looks like maybe contributing a little bit more offensively. He's being used in a lot of different scenarios with the Jackets right now. And I think, especially with all these injuries, that's not going to change anytime soon. So he got he's got to pick it up. He's getting more time on ice. He's got to let that materialize and uh, turn into turn into something bigger than it is right now. And that's what success looks like in 2023. Um, so Laura, tell me what success looks like for Matthew Olivier's line mate sometimes this year because he's had a little bit of a rough year. Cole Sillinger. Just because he's having a rough year doesn't mean he's going to continue to have a rough year. Here's fucking open. <laughs> And, you know, much like working with college students, which is basically what age Cole is, um, I'm not giving up on him. And I see a lot of greatness in his future. Mm -hmm. So Cole, God love him, having a really shit, I'm not going to deny it, having a really shit season. Just cannot find a rhythm, cannot find his spark. Um he has just sort of not been able to find really a solid place on a line. And, you know, that can contribute to a lot of things. Like he had a really successful rookie season. Um, and, you know, I don't know what his off season looked like, but I think there may be a level of 
comp, you know, confidence or cockiness that led into his offseason preparation that maybe wasn't as strong as it should have been because he felt very confident already in himself. Um, and which you can't blame him. I mean, being 19 years old and having all of this success all of a sudden and really getting all of this affirmation that they, that he's, you know, made it and he's set and all this sort of stuff, like may not necessarily have prepared as hard for this upcoming season as he should have. And, you know, you're also faced with a, a team that is also struggling. So when you're struggling, and your whole team is struggling, you're not necessarily getting the individualized attention that one would need in his development. And we talked about this earlier in the season that I sometimes think that Cole gets put into this box where he is not looked at as a sophomore player or a semi-rookie player because he did have such a successful rookie year. And he also carries himself much more like he's a, a veteran player. So I think his coaching staff has also been contributing a little bit to this slump that we're going through. Now, I can't say that it will be all sorted out by the end of this current season, but I think going through this struggle, being really frustrated and disappointed with himself and understanding that he can't just do the bare minimum to get ready. Not saying that he did, but I kind of feel like he may have. Um, and he's going to go into the off season and just really push. Like he's going to focus fully on his training. He's going to come back probably I'll say 10 pounds heavier and I don't want to bulk him up too much. He's not very tall. So, <laughs> um, 10 pounds heavier, like really focused and determined and just like blow the doors off the place and his third year in the NHL. So I really think that Cole is going to shine and it will fill his whole 2023 in the start of the 2023, 2024 season. Gotcha. So for Cole, you want to use all 2023. Yes. But didn't for who was it earlier that we talked about? Gavin Barry. Right. So, uh, I don't think Gavin Bayreuth is going to be a Columbus Blue Jacket after Hey, <laughs> I was hoping that I was going to get Gus Nyquist or Vladislav Gavrikov because they would have easily had a more, quote-unquote, NHL successful season with whatever team they get traded to <laughs> in the playoffs. Like, they would have had, that would have been an easy win for either of us if we got Gus Nyquist or Vladislav Gavrikov. I didn't say we couldn't use the whole. I just asked <laughs> if that's what you were anticipating. That's fair. That is fair. So, that was fun. It was fun. It was a good time. Laura only took some of it personally. So. I took all of it personally. This is unhealthy. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to have to work on this. We're going to keep having a podcast. Anyway, it was a fun time. It was a fun time. A little glimpse of, of what these players have in store for 2023. Obviously, we only covered six, but there are a plethora of people who have suited up for the Blue Jackets this season. So, uh, And could be more still. Yeah. So maybe maybe we'll have fun. Maybe we'll like do like another – maybe we'll like – do this and put it on Twitter and let people duke it out in the comments. Oh, true. You'll turn out your notifications because people having discourse is like not your thing. So uh, I'll handle that part. Yeah, I will Kay. shut off. I will delete Twitter from my phone for the day. Understood, understood. But uh, before we wrap this one up too, fun stuff for the Jackets in Canada. 
Um, mm -hmm. And that's uh, not for the ones who are currently wearing Union Blue, but for the ones that are repping Team Czechia, because man... And will be the future of the Blue Dragons. Yeah, so. man, oh man. So Stanislav Svotsil and David Juracek have been two of the best defensemen at this this World Junior. Um, you know, David Juracek picked up Player of the Game honors in a matchup that they lost, and I forget the team they lost to, but picked up Man of the Game honors there. Stanislav Svotsil has had multiple points in games. He's been... He's also the captain. Yeah, he's a captain. He's the captain of Team Czechia, which is nice. And I think Giracek's an, uh, an alternate captain. Mm -hmm. But it's been really great. We'll see um, how how Team Czechia wraps it up. I think they play actually today. We're recording on Monday. I think they play on Monday. So uh, I, I think it's a quarterfinal matchup. So they could be eliminated by the time you listen to this episode, which would really suck. But they've played really well. Like, And, and Stanislav Svotsil specifically is somebody who, you know... I think for the Jackets, I mean, for one, he's playing with his potential future teammate in Connor Bedard um, in, in the Again, WHL. Again, your positivity towards know, that situation is astounding. It truly is. But, but yeah, so Stanislav Svotsil has played really, really well. He's somebody who I think continues to just move his way up the Blue Jackets depth chart, which I think is, is obviously a plus. And so... We'll see how it plays out for him. David Juracek looks like an absolute fucking stud. He's been great there. Um, he's been great in the AHL, too. I mean, like, I think very – for all the prospects that I think the Blue Jackets might be fumbling the bag on, they are doing exactly what they should be doing with David Juracek, and I think that that's definitely a good thing for the future of our blue line. And so uh, shout-out to those guys. Also, Martin rice had a goal. Uh, he got on the board a little bit there, too. So that's a Blue Jackets forward prospect. So he's been looking pretty good, too. So, uh, you know, he's somebody who I've always thought is pretty much like a fringe player. I don't know that he'll ever be an NHLer. Hopefully I'm wrong. But, you know, we'll see. He's played well over hey, there, we too. We need those fringe players. We do need those fringe players because apparently everybody on a team can get injured in a single season, and we have to call up everybody from Cleveland. So uh, here's hoping that that trend doesn't Which continue. But you can know is happening more and more because Cleveland has been signing people. Cleveland's not been good either. Yeah, they've just been signing people, like, probably at least one a week. Where they're just like, we're giving this kid a try. Yeah, I mean, Cleveland's <laughs> Cleveland's kind of uh, been having a rough go of it here over the course of the last few games. And um, it doesn't exactly help that the Jackets have approximately all of their players. And they had to have had to loan people out for World Juniors. So yeah, they're missing David Juracek without a doubt. Because actually, as of right now, the Monsters would be out of a playoff spot. Which is sad, because they did have a really good start to their season. They did, yeah. Now, granted... I think they'll be fine, but it's it's kind of gotten away from them here a little bit in the last few games. So, so yeah, we'll see. But shout out to those guys who are who are tearing it up at World Juniors. It makes and us look good. It does. It certainly does. And hopefully you're keeping an eye out on some of the players that could be potential Blue Jackets. So watch Team Canada because uh, Connor Bedard and Adam Fantilli. He hasn't had a great tournament, though, Adam Fantilli. He's getting better, but he, he started off a little shaky. So, yeah. Yeah. We love prospects. We do. And potential draft picks. We do. Um, but also something fun that we've done in the time that we haven't recorded, because we obviously took a break uh, for the holidays, is we were actually guests on someone else's podcast. Isn't that exciting, folks? Um, which was super fun. Uh, we were um, asked to be on the official Caps Chirp podcast, which is a fellow hockey podcast network uh, show. And our um, friend, the hockey troll, lovely, lovely person, asked us to be on his show because apparently 
they have had a hard time actually finding and believing that Columbus Blue Jackets uh, fans exist, uh, let alone that there are as content creators that make content um, about the Columbus Blue Jackets. So he so graciously welcomed, welcomed us on uh, to his show. And it's a pretty evergreen episode. So um, it came out on December 22nd, but for them it's episode 22 of season four. And yeah, if you want to hear all about like a more in-depth story, I guess, about how we... Yeah, we went pretty deep. Yeah, how we became fans, how we became friends, um, how we started the show, um, sort of our general opinions about the timeline of the Columbus Blue Jackets, um, all that sort of stuff. Like, it was a really, 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 really great episode, I think. So check that out. Check him out. Their show is really great. They obviously have a lot of stuff to talk about because the Capitals have a lot of nice things that happen to them all the time. So at least the you like Ovechkin goal watch they can talk about all He's the time. So good. So, but yeah, definitely check them out. We had such a great time, um, and we're looking forward to potentially having him on our show as well. So yeah, we got to make that happen. That was a lot of fun. Good, good guy, and uh, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll make sure to keep you posted on where to find that. We'll send out a little tweet again. Yeah. Let let people find that. It's also just rare that people interview us. I know it felt it, it was nice to not have to prepare for that. That was really good. Uh, would like to do more of that to be completely honest. But nevertheless, Laura, looks like we're coming to an end on this episode. Is there anything else on your radar, Blue Jackets wise? No, just we have a lot of games in January. Jesus. Um, not a lot of home games because uh, I think we have now less than 20. We have 19 left, I think, for the season. Um, so if you haven't been doing game at Nationwide yet this season, time to um, pick one because there's not many left. Uh, so a lot of road situations, which will be interesting to see how the Jackets handle um, can, uh, a, a large amount of road games mm-hmm. and – yeah, just leading up to the All-Star break in the beginning of February, which is going to be fun to see who we gets picked. It's going to be Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah, so, without, without a doubt. I, the second it came out of my mouth, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. We already know who our All-Star is going to be. But um, it'll still be exciting to see Johnny go to the All-Star game in a Blue Jackets sweater. Um, so that'll be exciting. And to see what the all-star jerseys are going to look like this season. So Yeah, that'll, that'll be fun. Um, but exciting things for us is in a couple of weeks, it's going to be our oh, two-year two birthday. birthday. So if you have any ideas of what we should do to celebrate um, our second birthday, please let us know because we have a couple of weeks to plan it. So We do. We do. And uh, there's a lot of hockey before we record next because I am facilitating a conference this at the end of the week because why wouldn't I? And so we'll be recording again. We'll have one episode this week, one episode, or two episodes next week. We'll return to two episodes then. But uh, Jackets have got Ottawa on the road, Washington at home, Carolina at home, and then the next night, Washington on the road. So um, Ottawa definitely not not the best team on that list. So hopefully you can squeak out a point or two in Ottawa and then hope for the best for the other two games. Um, although the caps, I mean like the caps are up and down sometimes. So we'll see, but they've been good recently. So. And Alexander Ovechkin is not going to take away any opportunity to score. Um, oh no. Especially against us. Even though, as I said, a couple weeks ago, we are at least not 
in the top 10 of teams that he scored against. So it's really we're a squat in the middle. It's really astonishing that he has not torn us up for more than that. But but yeah, so four games there. Hopefully we come to you with the Jackets getting four points in those four games. Like that feels like a good time to me, although I'm not going to hold my breath to be completely honest with you guys. So, and perhaps the return of Elvis Murray Lincolns. Perhaps. Yeah. I mean, he's healthy. Like he, he was dressed on, on New Year's Eve. He was, he was the backup for Corby because, you know, Tarasov took a shot off the head and was day to day. So, I mean, he sounds fine, but like during practice, not during a game, he just got hit in the head during practice. (laughs) So hopefully he gets that sorted out, but yeah, that's that's about it. And obviously, we'll be tweeting about the games and things like that. So you're gonna want to keep it locked on all of our socials, which, of course, Laura is gonna tell you where to find all of that. Yes, you can follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Subjectively Pod. You can follow us on Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at Subjectively Speaking. Um, if you don't want to listen to us on Caps and Terms and you want to just uh, read about us and how we started the show and all that sort of stuff. You can check out our website, subjectivelyspeaking.com. It is a new year and we are still poor. So if you would <laughs> like to support your two favorite hockey podcasters and get some sweet merch in exchange, you can check out our merch store, subjectivelymerch.com, which will hopefully have some new designs as we come into 2023. And then lastly, you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on, Um, especially if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. Scroll on down, hit five stars. It is our favorite number. And again, we don't know how we still don't know how the algorithm works or why it's important. But, you know, we just know that likes, reviews, subscriptions, all that sort of stuff helps us get noticed in the hockey podcast charts Mm -hmm. and helps to bring more people uh, to this little community of ours. So other than that, we just love and appreciate you guys so much. That we do. And until we talk to you all next week, here's hoping for a few Blue Jackets wins before then. And we will talk to you soon. Make sure you take care of yourselves and take care of one another. Bye.